0: Hello, 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 hello. It's Kostaki Economopolis back with All Pro Lines, the podcast. Thanks for your patience. Sorry we were out of pocket for a while there. Uh, if you're live on the live stream, you can see I have a plant. You might see I have a beer, Smog City Brewing. Let's, uh, let's open this up. Let's celebrate, shall we? Let's, oh, this is always good sound, everyone. I It's Oh, yeah. Smog City brewing Mango Pango, everybody. Um, yeah, there's a lot to cover. Uh, let me have a sip of this first and then we'll dive right in. Mm. Oh, delightful. Very mango-y. So to update you, if you don't know, uh, we took a little bit of a hiatus. And by a little bit, I mean a lot of. Aaron and I had some mulling over to do. Uh, I went away and had some personal stuff going on. Uh, we were in between football seasons anyway, so it was a good time for us to refresh our heads and figure out what we wanted to do. And ultimately, the answer ended up being Aaron Hodges, my longtime partner and great friend, has decided to move on to Greener Pastures. He's got a lot of other stuff going on, and he would uh, he has decided to focus on that. So he has coached me a little bit. I don't have the drops yet, but I do have the capacity to do most of the podcasting things. And so I'm on my own today. Uh, It's my first time ever doing this without uh, Aaron Hodges. He is, of course, sorely missed. Uh, He is easy to talk to, a great friend, and literally a top-notch editor and broadcaster because he worked at Sirius for... For 10 years. Uh, So he's handled all the technical side of things. So if things suck technically, it's because Aaron Hodges isn't here. Uh, Apologies ahead of time in case that happens. I'll see if I can get this up and running tonight. Uh, so you guys can have it in your ear holes tomorrow. But of course, most of you are not watching this; you're hearing this, and all this is sort of extra peripheral stuff. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having us in your ear holes. We appreciate it. Um, I will be joined tonight by uh, All Pro Lines favorite uh, and another great friend of mine, Brian Miller, uh, floating happily on his Viking cloud today. So I thought it'd be extra good time to talk to him. Uh, big win over the rival. Uh, presumptive division favorite Packers—they changed the dynamic. They changed the storyline. It's very exciting. Um, so we'll have him on here in a sec. Let's do uh, let's do a few announcements, a few jokes, and uh, we'll dig around and see if we could find Brian Miller. All right. I can mess with these banners too. Let's see. I got Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Put that banner up. Okay, good. We got the brand going here. We got the comments coming in. Uh, I'm, I'm using StreamYard, which allows me to see the comments uh, that are being made on Facebook Live. So if you guys want to chime in, ask questions, have comments, please do. Um, hello to several of you who've already said greetings especially to you, Ron Milford, who is uh, on the leaderboard in the All Pro Lines uh, confidence pool right now. Uh, Jerry Oliver, uh, Andrew, Robert, thanks for jumping in here, guys. We appreciate you. Um, All right, a couple of announcements. Monkey Knife Fight is our sponsor at All Pro Lines. Uh, if you it's perfect for stuff like Monday night games, any kind of island games, your fantasy stuff's over, your office pool is sort of toast or whatever. Uh, but Monday night, you can go into Monkey Knife Fight, use the uh, use the uh, uh promo code allProLines, and they'll match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. We put 100 in, boom, you have 200. And you're off and running and you can bet stuff like, uh, is DK Metcalf going to have more or less points than this and fewer yards than this. And is Russell Wilson going to surpass this amount of, you know, you, you can, it's, you, it, there's a lot of ways to bet on there, but, uh, it's a super cool, uh, app and, uh, it's very user friendly. And it makes the games extra fun. So I use the code ALLPROLINES over there. I got a couple of gigs coming up. I'm very excited about uh, some of my stuff on the books here. I'm doing Janesville, Wisconsin, Bazinga Classic Pub. I'm doing Waterloo, Iowa at the Eagles Club, Mason Silly, Mason Silly, Mason Silly. Mason Silly they should change the name to that. Mason City, Illinois, Mason City Limits. Uh, those are all great gigs, uh, especially the first and last one I've done many times. Uh, those are coming up here in about a week and a half. Uh, so I'll see you next weekend for those in October. I'm doing talent, Oregon, Ashland, Oregon, Atlanta, Georgia, just add going back to do the old punchline. Uh, November Sioux Falls, South Dakota, December, I'll be in uh, suburban Detroit at Waterford, Michigan. And then uh new year's week, I'm doing one of the great clubs, Acme comedy company in Minneapolis. So Check out my uh, tour page for all that kind of stuff. And one last announcement. Consider uh, becoming a Patreon supporter of this thing. If we went away and are in your ear holes again today after being gone for a few months, we'll be back. We're doing this weekly. I'm going to reshuffle the uh, bonus situation and, and take a look at the Patreon stuff. but. We're going to keep this thing going, and uh, it's going to be great. We're going to let it breathe and let it be what it wants to be for a while until we sort of settle on a format that works for us. Uh, so for the time being, it's going to be just me and guests. And we may or may not wind up with a co-host at the end of this arc. We will uh, we'll figure it out. We'll get there. Um, all right. Let's do some jokes, right? It's, it's joke time. Uh, the NFL's back. It's so exciting. It killed the queen. I think that means football is king. Am I right, everybody? The poor Queen never got to see the Falcons win a Super Bowl. That is so sad. My odds of seeing that are still only slightly better than hers. (laughs) The Queen's passing was way more inspiring uh, than Matt Stafford's. That was a sad passing. That's a joke from Jeff Mannier, one of the contributors here at All Pro Lines. Uh, The Queen's reign was 70 years and we're worried about term limits here in America. We can't. We got to get this these these dudes out of here after four or six years. Uh, the Queen took the throne the same year Tom Brady was drafted. So it's been a minute. You see what you see? That's the joke. If she if she had his diet and training program, she'd probably still be alive. You know what I'm saying? Tom Brady now the oldest quarterback to ever play in an NFL game. Uh, his career is 22 years old. So too old for Crystalia. Boom! His career is 20-something. Pretty soon, DiCaprio is going to break up with it. You see what we're doing here? So, preparations for the big funeral this week for the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, my goodness. They look terrible on Sunday night. And Dak Prescott's now going to miss several weeks. Dallas broke their deck. Yeah, that's always been a fear of mine. You don't want to break your deck. (laughs) You know why Dallas has the Lone Star? Because without Dak, that's how many stars they have. It's dry in Texas, so those Cowboy fan tears are going to help a lot. <laughs> Dak was yelling an audible in the game. Did you guys see this Sunday night? Red Batman. I, have a, I don't know what that is. That sounds like a code for when your lady is having her cycle. Guys, I'll meet you at the bar. Red Batman. Either that or you love that sort of thing. Like, I got to stay home, boys. It's Red Batman tonight. <laughs> All right. Ridiculous. Uh, they also were showing uh, pictures of Cowboys Super Bowl rings. They should include items from the era in the pictures, right? Like a blockbuster video card, right? Next to a CD tower on top of the yellow pages, maybe on the hood of a Toyota MR2, you know, right there with the Trapper Keeper. It's been a minute, Cowboys. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Next to an AOL CD offering a hundred free hours, perhaps with the, with the Super Bowl. All right, let's run through these. These are fun. Uh, let's check the uh, check the comments. Let, let's see who's coming in here. All right, we got Chris and Wade, and <laughs> ah, we got a jo- first joke in the comment. Congrats, Wade. Dak Prescott, look, you got to give him a hand. <laughs> <laughs> One night stands. That's right, Chris. That's the gig I'm doing uh, outside of Detroit. Come see me. All right, we got a bunch of people in here jumping around. Thanks for joining us, guys. We appreciate it. All right, this is one of the things we posted at All Pro Lines, uh, the social media platforms. Come join us there. If you're listening and haven't done that yet, it's great fun. Uh, It's where I try out a bunch of the jokes. Uh, It's where a lot of the jokes go that maybe aren't, uh, aren't good for the air. So it's kind of the fun place to do the edgy stuff and the weird stuff and the stuff Tom Griswold won't let me say. Um, and it's also a place where we occasionally build some jokes. Like This week, the kicking was so bad in the NFL. So I literally just wrote the kicking was so bad, dot, 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 fill in the blank kind of thing. And we got a bunch of funny submissions. Uh, the Bengals are, are bringing in some Rockettes for tryouts. You see the kicking is bad. The kicking is so bad. The bears just went down to that ass kicking contest to sign that one-legged guy. The Steelers are bringing in Lieutenant Dan. You see that's bad kicking when that guy is an improvement over a He doesn't even have any legs, everybody. Andy Richter got a call because he's a sidekick. Britney Spears, because she kicked her conservator to the curb, right? There's at least some kicking. Robert Downey got a job. At least he's kicked a habit. You see what we're doing here? Josh Bald sent this one in. Sebastian Janikowski rolled over in his buffet. See, it's bad kicking. The Bears are leaving beef jerky out front of the stadium, hoping to attract Bigfoot. I haven't seen this much this much of a focus on feet since the last Tarantino movie. And finally, the only kicker who connected all week was the Queen with the Bucket. Huh? These last couple of jokes were written by Brian Miller, our upcoming guest. He will be here shortly. Let's see. Let's check the uh check the text. Is he struggling to get in here? Da, da, da. No, 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 not that. Okay. All right. He's not here yet. Well, we'll keep talking. I got plenty of jokes. Um, one of the kicking issues with the Bengals was that they're without their starting long snapper long snapper sounds like slang for an old hooker. Yeah, it was a tough night. I had, I had to give a whole, I had to give a long snapper a call. Uh, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers got a haircut that matches douchey takes where, where do I sign to be on the side with his family on everything? They're calling it a peaky blinders haircut. It does look like his barber was wearing blinders. He looks ready to lose World War I. I don't know what's happening with Aaron Rodgers. It's not going well for him. That game was brutal. And thanks to ayahuasca, he's used to vomiting. So that's good. (laughs) He's against vaccination, so he should be happy. At no point did the Packers ever have a shot. These jokes were written by Brian Miller, too. These last couple here. Uh, Packers fans were so upset they needed a 17th drink. You see, that's extra. That's a little extra more. Today, their beer guts are lowered to half staff. <laughs> Wisconsinites haven't been this upset since Prohibition, which is what they call 2 a.m. in any bar when it closes. they the goddamn Prohibition. All right, here's a joke I can't do on Bob and Tom, but I could probably do here. I could probably, I can definitely do here. Go ahead and complain. Uh, there was a long would-be touchdown that game dropped by Christian Watson. You see, with a Christian, you got to forgive him and move on. That's no good, right? If he was Jewish, Watson, maybe he would have worried about it enough ahead of time and made the play. That's you can't do that on the you can't do that on the mainstream. <laughs> Someone will write a letter. <laughs> It'd be better if he was atheist, Watson. I can't believe I dropped it. You see where the jokes come from. Ah, oh, the joking. So we had a uh, we had some interesting stuff going on this week in the NFL. Uh, the Cowboys are terrible. Uh, the Niners don't look good. I know it was rainy; it's so slippery. Uh, but uh, there's there's more to it than that. They they just weren't good, and they lost to the Bears, who we think on paper aren't good. Um, let me, let me take a gander at the uh, scoreboards here to make sure I'm not missing something. We could just run through. Bronco Seahawks, I can't wait to see what happens. The Rams also, after being the buzzworthy team all offseason Super Bowl champs, just smashed by the Bills. Goodness gracious. Uh, the Falcons, oh, that was fun. The Falcons had a 16-point fourth-quarter lead and blew it. So that's a surprise for everyone. Not... Uh, <laughs> the good news is this is the first year I am rooting against the Falcons, so it was fine for me. It was actually fun to see it collapse because I want them to lose and get an early first-round pick. Uh, this is the fir- this is the first year I'm rooting against them because they are in a legit rebuild situation. So I actually love that they lost and hope they lose the next uh, the next sixteen. <laughs> Uh, Steelers Bengals was absurd with the, I suck at kicking. No, I suck at kicking. No, I really suck at kicking. Okay. All right. You take it. We take the loss. Uh, Lions were scrappy, but they ended up losing that game to the Eagles. Uh, the Patriots lost big, which I love. Here's a text from Brian Miller. Let's see. Slight tech delay logging on momentarily. All right. That's our boy. I'm supposed to be the one with the technical problems today. Not you, buddy. Uh, Ravens won big over the Jets. Not a surprise. Commanders won over the Jaguars. I guess that's that could have gone either way. Uh, we had the, uh, the revenge game of Baker Mayfield against the Browns. That's a pretty low bar in life, right? I'm going to beat the Browns someday. Uh, but not today. <laughs> not, not this week. Uh, the Browns won. That was a tough matchup for them because they were playing the Panthers and Karma. Still came away with a win. Colts and Texans. It's like kissing their sister, right? <laughs> I, are you guys with me on this? That's who who says that? Every time I hear that I get a little like 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 a like a chill runs up my back like kissing your sister is a tie is supposed to be meh, like kind of like you can take it or leave it. Kissing your sister is a gateway to incest. That's not meh. That's way worse, right? Gateway to incest, by the way, John John Mayer's least popular song. All right. Uh, the Giants. Ah, see, I should be talking to Aaron Hodges today. The Giants were the ones with the big exciting victory over the Titans. They went for two at the end. Saquon Barkley has got new life in him. It was, that game was fun to watch. I, I really enjoyed that one. Uh, the chiefs just spanked the Cardinals. Oh my goodness. It's ridiculous. Uh, that to me is the funny situation of, well, the all, all off season, like, are the chiefs going to be okay without Tyreek? Yes. Yes. They're fine. They have Patrick Mahomes. They're it's like if John Ham's girlfriend walks away You're like is he gonna be okay yeah he's fine first week five scores no no problem he's he's fine uh Chargers look good against the Raiders they only won by five but th- I sort of followed that game on Red Zone I didn't seem like it was ever that close it seemed like the Chargers had that game in hand the whole time uh chime in if you guys disagree about that one. And, of course, the Buccaneers destroyed the Cowboys. Jeez, I don't know what happened there. All right, let's check in on Brian Miller, see what his status is. No, nothing yet. Okay. Um, let's go to the comments. Thanks, you guys, for uh, thanks for being here. we got some viewers and commenters here on the Facebook Live. It looks like we're going to be, for the record, we're going to be on Facebook Live. Most Again, most of you are listening to this, and you're in airports and cars and doing your thing, and you just want a podcast to be when you want it to be. And I totally understand that. And and you're the reason we do the podcast for the most part. If you want to jump in and have some comments and see it live and drink a beer with me, uh, Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern as kind of a warm-up to the Monday night game. We moved it back a half an hour this season because we didn't want to run into the game time like we did a few times last time. Uh, all right, I see Brian Miller's face on my screen. Let's see if we can add him in here. Hey, how's it going, buddy? Hey, buddy. How are you?
1: Not too bad. I've been fighting the StreamYard app for about seven and a half minutes, but I've succeeded. I understand.
0: I've been mucking around with here. it for a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> but we're here. Let me give you a proper intro.
1: Sure. Do it. Let's do it like I'm not here. Okay. Pretend, let's pretend, uh, pretend, like, pretend I'm like he's not here, here. yet
0: i make him wait in the lobby a little longer. Brian Miller is one of the great comics in America and one of the great writers. Uh, He's a buddy of mine. He's one of the boys at Acme, one of Lewis's guys, which is a pretty high bar out there in Minneapolis. Uh, He is a longtime contributor, my right-hand man in the writing department for All Pro Lines. Uh, He is a great follow on Twitter, which you can – oh, let me change the banner. Oh, see, I I know technical stuff. You can follow him. Oh, there you go. Real Brian Miller on uh, Twitter, and then at funny Brian Miller on Instagram. One was so taken. on one I'm of them you're annoying. real, and on one of them you're funny, but on neither one of them are you real funny, you know what I'm saying? I, this is not wrong. Uh, this is not <laughs> wrong. I
1: did, by the way, uh, I just want to start off by telling you, I almost got in a fist fight with a guy operating a leaf blower today. Uh, very, very near altercation. We almost threw hands. Uh, I was running back around the, the running path, listening to the football podcast, getting scores and everything in the head, you know, and uh it was this guy and he had a leaf blower going on the sidewalk and uh, this expensive house in front of the running path and the sidewalk where all the children and the citizens of Minneapolis recreate and walk. <laughs> and he was just blowing up this enormous like Denny Villeneuve dune sized cloud of, of like aerosolized squirrel shit and asphalt particles and dirt or whatever. <laughs> and so he's blowing and I'm trying to run around him because he's blowing it everywhere. People are running through it and coughing. And by the way, here's how you can tell that he knows it's bad. He's wearing an N95 and ear protection while everybody else is just struggling through it.
0: Oh, uh, right.
1: Ball-dogging it. So as I run past him and he's blowing it at me, I make sure to give him like the hardcore stink eye like a, and a head shake, just like a... Just like that other the way. So then he gets all mad and he shuts off the, the, the leaf blower and he th- yanks his headphones off and he starts yelling, Hey! Hey! And so I, I turn around and I go, What? I thought I was clear. And he says, you know, oh, I'm a... wow. and so then he says that, you know, I'm allowed to do this. And I said, yeah, and I'm allowed to tell you to fuck off. And then the guy raised the wheel. He pointed the leaf blower at me as though he might begin to like try to blow me away or something. So I, I, kept, yep. I kept moving. You're supposed to be in a good mood today. What's happening? I was, I was smiling the whole time. I was like, I'm going to get to beat up an old man with a leaf blower after the Vikings won. What could be better? Peanut butter and jelly. Those things should so that's be That's the last
0: part of the intro. Lifelong Vikings <laughs> fan. Uh, and coming off, you must be on cloud nine, coming off a gigantic abusive victory over the prohibitive division favorite Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers looks dejected oh. and sad and useless. This must be the best day of your life. your at least was your football great. life.
1: Now, here's one thing I think that goes a little bit forgotten: is the Packers obviously tend to do a lot better than the Vikings in the long run. We're very aware of this as Vikings fans, but we almost always split the series with them. But even when we kind of suck and they're pretty good, we that play a, right. Yeah, we play them pretty close. Rodgers doesn't have as like I think Cousins has a winning record against the Packers. I'm fairly certain.
0: That can't be
1: true. Uh, I will, I will, I will Google it when I get him all. You but know, like, you know better than I, 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 I no, I'm sure surprising. you're right, but that and sounds also, crazy. you got to keep in mind that one of those cousins years was the year Rogers was out with his collarbone broken. So the Kirk gets two on him right there. Yeah. So, I mean, it's but, but really it's, we always play them close. And even when we're maybe there, even when they don't have Rogers, uh, you know, uh, if he's out injured and they play us, they still play us close. It just is what it is. Um, but what was great about this was it wasn't just beating him because that's usually one of the few things we get. Oh. Once a year, we usually often get to beat the Packers. And that's our only moment of joy because it's so sad after like, you know, late November for us. Um, but this not only did we beat the Packers, not only do they look very sad, <laughs> that was all very good. The team has just been so boring and unfun uh, for the last several years. We've been under. Uh, we have not been over 500 for almost a 1,000 days until yesterday. I mean, we've just been – and we've always been supposed to be good enough that you think we should at least be over 500. So it's not even just that you're bad. You're, like, underperforming. It's not even like the Lions when they would steal a win last year and you go, <laughs> yeah, hey, we're plucky. Like, we were supposed to be a wild card team, and we were always just, like, a half breath behind that wild card spot. Right, and. Right. and, and it doesn't mean that this is how the whole season's going to go i've too long of a football fan to fall in for any of that yeah but they really looked different they really felt different and yeah. i think that was a big part of it like, like they didn't they didn't let any points scored in the last 2 minutes of e- of either half which is last year it was like 140 seriously, it was like 140 points they gave up or some like bonkers number in the last two minutes of each half. And so any joy you ever had, even a moment of joy that we had always, we were bummed out going into halftime because we were, even if we were winning, we weren't winning like we were supposed to. And then we were always losing right at the end. And so it was this particular version of bitterness, which is, I think, a little different than if you're just like a crap team and you're kind of hoping to be a spoiler. Um, You know, it's it's just they they just had a frustrating way of losing. And they didn't yeah. they didn't do any of that crap. They didn't miss a kick. You know, right. and then you know, they nailed a pretty long field goal that a I honestly that didn't. didn't. Yeah, yeah. And if, if Greg, uh, if Greg would have nailed that, Craig Greg Joseph, if he would have missed that one, I'd have been ah, you know, 58 yards or whatever, like, yeah, it's fine, you know, but he didn't. He hit it, which is the least Vikings thing to do. <laughs> um, and we didn't. It wasn't fluky. It wasn't. I didn't feel like the refs were, you know, calling it too close one way or the other. You know, that Cincinnati game. I was like, man. If I was a Pittsburgh fan, I know they were committing more penalties. But I was like, man, the refs kind of kept Cincy in that game there at the end.
0: Um, oh, you think so? I missed that a little bit. A little bit. I, little bit. I, I was actually, on red zone, so I, I, you know, I missed. Well, some you know, of the you know my
1: belief on red zone. I don't believe in red zone. I believe in football, holistic football games. Uh I actually skipped the beginning of the Vikings game because I was year so. And you're so into the sense of I enjoy a complete narrative. I here's the thing I don't want to break some news to you, Kostaki. Exciting things happen at midfield, sometimes, (laughs) excitement is between the 40s, it's not always at the end, you know.
0: You can have, although you got three Island games and sometimes four or five or six, you got plenty of full narrative games where you can have that experience, but yeah, I like to focus at on 1... one o'clock Eastern on a Sunday to have all the games and all the highlights. Oh, it's so good.
1: See, I got, I, I got to have one game, one narrative at most. I have my backup game with my, my old channel back button, you know, your thumb, you know, the second channel button, you go back to the second channel button <laughs> between the things, but I, I like to focus on one game at a time all the way through.
0: I understand I I, I don't it's just I'm not a different perspective. you that. Yeah, it it's feels a little different. old fashioned to me, but I totally get it. I Chick McGee's the same way. I've got some other buddies who are a little bit that way too. And some guys that I know used to play fantasy and they don't anymore because they couldn't stand caring about all this other stuff that isn't there. That was my
1: thing. I am like, I'm trying to watch the Vikings. I'm like, okay, but they're playing the giants. And I, I need Saquon Barkley to get 112 yards, but the Vikings to win it's too, it's too many conflicting loyalties. You know,
0: I understand that. But to me, it's the other way. I, I feel like-, like Mitch, the Mitch McConnell of uh
1: I don't know who to root for. I'm not even <laughs> sure who's on my
0: side. I like to spread out <laughs> all of my rooting. So there's not one thing that bums me out for the rest of the day or week. You know what I mean? Yeah. You get all your, you get all your chips in one thing and you're like, oh, the Vikings suck this year. I got nothing left. Right? Yeah.
1: I mean, I always have the Packers losing. That's always,
0: uh, I mean, oh, I, you can't I always root against the Packers
1: <laughs> as much as I root for the Vikings. And then, um, I've kind of adopted the Bengals. I really like the Bengals in particular. I just love Joe Burrow. He's so damn handsome. He looks, he, I don't know if he's hot because he looks like Kristen Stewart's brother or if she's hot because she looks like Jared Burrow's sister, but they both look very similar and they're both very attractive. And I'm, I'm very into both of them. You're so I'm comfortable
0: I'm, with yourself. It's nice.
1: sure. Oh, I'm all in. It. I think he is just, my wife is like, she's like they. the seasons in week one and you've said he's handsome four times already. I'm like, we'll get used to it lady. Cause, cause there he is making the decisions brooding. Brooding on the sideline, James <laughs> James Dean esque in his brooding before he you goes know out he's there. I brooding
0: because he turned the ball over five times. Oh, that's I know that's
1: part of the Joe Burrow experience. <laughs> 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 you know they're gonna have to change his name to Joe burrow because he keeps lending the ball to everybody. Boom!
0: Brian Miller got a joke in. Well done, <laughs> sir.
1: <laughs> I don't think it was like I don't think he's gonna use that one. I'm I'm stealing that one for the podcast. <laughs> I like that one, but there's so many good ones. Freak one. No, so I you know. know. We, had, we had a lot. The queen dying was really helpful. Oh, I very helpful. As often you know, here's <laughs> the thing about the queen, and I, I never felt comfortable about saying this when she was <laughs> alive, but now that she's dead, I, I never thought she was that hot.
0: Not ever? Not even. <laughs> no, no. I, never.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what the queen's supposed to do, right?
0: Not even when you're drunk and counting money out with her face on it? Not, not even then?
1: <laughs> I think, do you think she'll be on more money or less?
0: No. Oh, that's a funny question. They gotta put the. Do they put the new guy on the new I, money? Oh, that's brutal. You gotta put that weirdo on
1: the man. That guy, he looks like the product of inbreeding. Sure. I literally
0: haven't thought that until just this moment, but. I know. I I was thinking of it when you were saying the money. I'm like, oh god, are they putting? She's the face of all the money on the call. The commonwealths all over the earth, right? She's on the New Zealand money and the Canadian Canadian,
1: money. Yeah, absolutely. Canada's fun though, because they'll be like, uh, well, we have got the Queen on the twenty. And on the on the 5 we've got uh, Michael McKeon from SCTV or something like <laughs> they have these like really funny celebrities on there. So you're like is this is this a coupon to a comedy club or do they just really really enjoy Ian Bag? Uh, <laughs> put Ian Bag on the one. Yeah. They, he might not? be. He might be. I swear they rotate him out a lot in Canada. They move him around.
0: I have, really. I did, I I haven't been there in so long I don't know that. Is that a new thing? No, I think they've been doing it for
1: a while because that way they can kind of like squeeze people in and out. Because i think like Gordie Howe was on money for a while. I mean, oh, I'm not really? even kidding. I think Gordy Howe made it on for a little bit. Oh, but I think we so should do this in America. Then we wouldn't have to fight all the time about like, oh, my God, there's there's like literally no black people on the money. There's no women on the money. It's like, right. but, then, but then you kick one guy off, right? And everyone's like, but Alexander Hamilton or whatever. Right. Right. At least it was played by a black guy in the theater, right? But if you but, but if you're rotating him out, it never feels like a big deal. And then you've always got different plans of people. You can bring people back that you kicked out.
0: I like that Alexander Hamilton was saved by the play; otherwise, he would be gone. He would a be a
1: billion percent.
0: It would be gone. Per, I like this Washington idea of at artists. least having one bill that you rotate like stamps, where you're like, yeah. "This is the this is the goofy bill where we put the uh, the guy who won the gold medal in the swimming or whatever, <laughs> Totally, <laughs> like whatever the. Yeah. Whatever the thing is, you know that's we can where you circulate get your... through a lot
1: of people. I, I mean, all in for it. Especially with, here's the other thing: if they change the person on the fifty, did you notice? When's the last time you spent a fifty, I hey, like
0: fifties. I'm hey, actually the only some weird for some weird reason. Poker players have decided 50s are bad luck. So they're very hard to get in poker rooms, which is the place that I usually am transacting with cash. Sure. And I always ask for 50s. <laughs> any you any other areas don't...
1: you're usually transacting no, with cash? Not usually. Any
0: other secrets you want to reveal? I, I'm I am so single like... now. <laughs> I
1: was going to say, you can transact <laughs> all over the place in many different ways. <laughs> a lot of cash businesses out there.
0: Yeah, my buddy, uh, <laughs> my buddy Danny Bevins did a joke for years um, uh, ben, about Ben Franklin being a hero. You know, he invented all these different things, and and he died of syphilis. And for and he's not on the hundred dollar bill. And for a hundred dollars, you can get syphilis. <laughs> that's a good. That's very funny. Good job. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe we have a bill where it's like there's a celebrity bill, like the one or the five, sure. and then there's a historical bill, and those both rotate. So then you don't have to argue like. Whatever, Kardashian versus Harriet Tubman. Yeah. Those are different categories.
1: Yeah, yeah like uh, God forbid in 10 years when Harrison Ford passes, put old Han Solo on the one for a little yeah, while. Yeah, right. One if on he... the solo. It'd be perfect. Yeah.
0: <laughs> one on the solo. Nice. Perfect.
1: I mean, yeah, I, I really, they got that going in Canada. Although, you know, they don't have wheelchair ramps. They hate the handicapped. They don't. Canada has no Disabilities Act. And so they have horrible handicapped accessibilities and handicapped people in Canada are just like, accept it. That is so off-brand
0: for them. They're the nicest people in the world. I love so much better at recycling and eating and Mm -hmm. foreign policy and traffic and poor people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. As long as (laughs) healthcare, they're good at all the nice people things, except
1: for that one. As long as you got two legs and you're not indigenous, they're the nicest people (laughs) in the world. But uh, you, 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 uh, you go getting one leg or uh, you know getting too tan, and all of a sudden uh, they put you in a separate school.
0: It's a pretty low bar for dealing with the indigenous peoples all around the earth. I, this, this is, this is a thousand percent. Find me, the, find me the country that's good at this. You,
1: you know, you're right. And I think it just seems so weird when Canada's bad because they are so nice at everything else that you're like, wait a minute. I just assumed you were like super nice to the indigenous people. <laughs> I thought they were on some of that fun money you had, you know, <laughs> although There's, I gotta say their football is terrible. Canadian football is the <laughs> worst thing in the world. It's so much worse than just not watching football. Have you ever, ever tried extra that? end zones? On paper, it's uh, good. It's just, it just doesn't. It's like someone's like, oh, let's have our golf tour and the hole's really big or something. You <laughs> know, it's like, I don't know. Is that going to make this game so much better? I just, I don't know. I've, every time I've tried to watch Canadian football in the summer on like an ESPN4 to like, you know, a little methadone drip to get me through. And uh, it's like, I'd just rather just watch an old game on ESPN Classic.
0: I'm I'm for it in principle, but it does block the NFL from having a team in Canada, which I think would be yeah. great. Yeah, and it also makes Canada a kind of weirdly
1: useless developmental league because you've got some guy who's like used to running for 60 yard touchdowns in a 30 yard end zone with a you know, <laughs> like oh. a volcano in the center or whatever weird crap they've added into this it.
0: This sounds like an exaggeration.
1: I don't know. I, I didn't watch it that closely. I may have I may have confused it a little with the XFL. <laughs> we don't we don't need an XFL and Canadian football, which at <laughs> the very
0: least, those two got to merge. Oh, we're gonna have we're gonna have it all next year. We get we get all of them, right? Does, does this other thing? Stay? I never watched the other. one. I never watched the other one.
1: I couldn't I couldn't get into it. it was just they like,
0: they even settled the naming fight they were in. They they paid money to be able to use the generals logo and all that stuff. They're they're settling in. I think
1: the problem is that college football, which really should be really the B league football, is on at the same time. I mean, it's Saturdays. It's it's cool. But they're kind of crowded in the same months. I think if, if somehow college football could be like a spring sport, that would – oh, my gosh, I would watch every college game avidly because it would be the perfect time.
0: That's interesting. We yeah, haven't Because
1: just... college football is fantastic. I really enjoy it. It's College football is much, much better than any USFL, Canadian football – you know it's got some heart
0: you know you care yeah. about you know right it,
1: it's a bummer when they have like the uh Sarah Lawrence College plays like Alabama and Mississippi combined or something and it's like what well, what are we doing here what what do we doing?
0: I I kind of love those stories because they they pay those teams like a crazy amount of money to come and get get stomped mm-hmm. by the big boys and and it's a it's a giant part actually talked about it on air this week which surprised me it's a giant part of those little schools like you know financial, pie you know it's like they can make like 25 percent of their annual budget from playing one game against georgia or whatever and uh was it texas a&m that just lost to app state yeah. they paid them like a, they paid them like a million and a half to come and get their ass kicked.
1: yeah no no that that is fun you know doesn't that sound like a premise for an adam sandler movie like he should be the coach of this teeny tiny school with this huge budget budget because they send them out as like the washington generals to every massive team but then he gets a ragtag group of uh kooky guys together and uh they show some heart oh i love it i would i would watch that movie
0: yeah absolutely um all right uh give me some predictions it's week one your team first of all let's talk about your division your team won astoundingly and and brutally and decisively over the
1: yeah i don't know about the big scary team astounding in the way it went down but i i you know again i I, by the way because keep in mind the packers uh people kind of forget the, uh, the last four seasons, they've lost three of the first uh, – in, in three of the last four seasons, they've lost the first game. They have a weird tendency to not show up in week one and have it together. Um, hasn't slowed them down too much overall. So right. not only the Packers often split with the Vikings, and they often lose week one. They were at home. If it was Lambo, it would have been a per- especially, you know, shocking. But, like, the Vikings do have to go back to the Lambeau for the next matchup. So, it's, I don't think it was quite as outlandish except in its totality. It was in like the, if you watch the game, you were like, they really beat these guys. Yeah, you know? that's
0: right. Yeah, that's well said. Uh, uh, and all I right, don't
1: so, buy into, by the way, people say, oh, Christian Watson dropped that one touchdown pass. It would have changed the whole game. I don't think so.
0: No, I don't think were it would have. No, it would have yeah. just been seven. They would have gotten, yeah. they would have been hammered.
1: closer for a while. Um, but I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't like the Packers were in panic mode the whole time. They were doing their best. It was just that Zedarius Smith was just running over people he used to work with.
0: That was the one likable thing uh, Aaron did after the game was he kind of defended the kid. He was like, you know, it's going to be drops. You know, he kind of talked it through. Right. And he was pretty gentle with him. He goes, well, there's going to be accountability, but we also have to accept. Because they, they were like some follow-up questions about it, <laughs> like trying to. And he was yeah. he was very diplomatic. He was very kind to his rookies, you know.
1: He was. And it's also a little, I mean, people have been saying the whole season, boy, that receiving core looks pretty untested. At least they have Alan Lazard. And then Lazard <laughs> goes out, right? And right. even before they were saying, well, like, was pretty rough. So I think there's that little part of, especially fans, that just expect, like, this is going to be the shock. We're going to go out there. You know, they've been telling themselves that Romeo Dobbs was Stefan Diggs part two for a while. And yeah. uh, there's that part of your brain that always thinks that the, the movie narrative is going to happen for your team, and yeah, then right. it really the receiving core did exactly what everybody thought they were going to, you yeah. know. And and so they threw it a lot to the running backs in sort of special little packages. They ran it, the, you know. The, I think the real surprise in that Packers game was their defense didn't look that great after being so highly touted.
0: Yeah. Right. Okay. So who wins the division?
1: I mean, I, I want to say the Vikings. Uh, I, 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 think it's vi- genuinely quite plausible that the Vikings won it, but I do think you got to say TBD at this point. Um, it's clearly just between the Vikings and, uh, Packers, uh, the lions actually played pretty well. I mean, Philly's good, you know, um, they, they, ain't contending and the bears won that weird game because it was like the Noah's <laughs> Ark flood or whatever, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know that short of physically drowning your opponents on in the, in the uh, end zone. I don't know if they're going to be able to win that many more of them. <laughs> so I here's the other thing. You know, Aaron Rodgers, uh, he's a very uh, healthy guy, but he's getting a little older. His his offensive line is not great. People say, oh, well, David Bakhtiari and Jenkins, Jenkins, they're expected to be back here pretty soon. They've been saying that sentence for like a, a year and a half now. Right, it's always supposed to be Bakhtiari and Jenkins are going to be back, and they're always just around the corner. Well, then they're back and they play five snaps and they go out. I don't think it's reasonable to expect both of those dudes on the field for at least two or three weeks. You know, it was pretty easy for those Vikings pass rushers to get to Rodgers. You know, it gets dinged around a little bit more. He misses a couple of games. They go in the hole far enough. You can kind of see the wheels coming off a little bit for them potentially.
0: Yeah, so, right. whereas I
1: don't think the Vikings and I, I say this with uh All knowledge of everything that's happened in all of the Vikings games that I've seen in my life. I don't think this Vikings team feels like a wheels off thing, especially now that, you know, for a while we didn't have Mullins. Uh, We had a terrible backup situation. Now, at least if Cousins, you know, sprains his ankle and he's gone for three weeks, we might still win one or two of those games. You know, we got Dalvin Cook, we got Nick Mullins back there. Uh, I don't think it's a wheels fall off operation for the most part. And I think the Uh. Packers weirdly potentially are, even though their ceiling is still quite high if things work out for
0: them right right wade chimes in here uh marshall's thundering herd got paid 1.25 million to beat notre dame this weekend (laughs) wow that's
1: That's who you want to
0: be they're they're the real rudy (laughs) yeah right
1: (laughs) the real rudy beats notre dame he doesn't play for notre
0: dame (laughs) (laughs) he also said put samuel jackson on a bill give me
1: my motherfucking money oh absolutely (laughs) i would be a thousand percent with that and i would really want it to be specifically him as Jules. You know, versus him like his Nick Fury. I would want it to be the Pulp Fiction Sam Jackson.
0: <laughs> John says, I'm enjoying your Vikings program. <laughs> too much Vikings for you there, John? We'll get used to it because
1: they're going to be pretty good. I, I do think they're... You're wearing uh, a
0: green and yellow shirt
1: somewhere, John, by any chance? The the, the North really, uh, I think, or sorry, the, the, the NFC uh, really is pretty open all of a sudden. It does not look like any kind of sure thing. Uh, some of the powerhouses look a little shaky. Some of the, you know, the Cowboys all of a sudden fizzling out. I think the Eagles have the, I mean, I don't see how the Eagles can't possibly win the East. Um, so I think there's a lot of open end. I think, you know, you could be a surprising wild card. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the, the, the NFC in a way that the last couple of years, it's felt a little like a foregone conclusion.
0: Yeah, it's and this year, I feel like the teams that we thought were good, maybe they aren't, you know? Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah the Rams and the Packers and the Cowboys were some of the big marquee names and they all had kind of ugly losses. Um, Yeah. Especially the Cowboys. They're dead, man. They're dead. They didn't look good with Dak and now no Dak for two months. They're toast.
1: Yeah. And Cooper rush. I mean, do you think there's any chance we get a Jimmy Garoppolo in, in Dallas?
0: I do actually. I read something today. Like it, the coach is coaching for his life right? The, mm-hmm. the owner is old and definitely wants to win now. And Jara hates to lose man. Even more than most owners. Jara hates I, to lose. So I get it. I think if they could do something, they will. We'll see. Uh, there's not much out there. I mean, Garoppolo's really the, the other one that I've heard suggested a couple of times is, uh, the backup for the Steelers, the third backup. What's his oh, name? Oh
1: yeah. I know you're talking about. And now nah,
0: I can't nah, believe 100%. he's being named by people like who, who's going to pay for that guy.
1: I don't think, unless you're going to get, I mean, okay, first off, they'll never do it in Dallas of all places, but, like, here's a great, like, why not try Colin Kaepernick? He's a freak athlete with incredible talent, and you never, I mean, like, because I think at this point when you're Dallas, you either pay a ton of money for somebody like Jimmy G. I don't think there's any reason to go out and get somebody who's, like, 7% better than Cooper Rush. You know what I mean? I always think that's a weird move right. where you're yeah, like, yeah, there's like no reason. whatever, a bad backup's right. a bad backup. So to me, you either go, we pay a bunch of money for Jimmy G, and uh, and I don't know the con- their cap or contract situation. I don't follow them closely enough for that. Um, or you take a flyer you know, on somebody like Kaepernick. I mean, there's only, I can't think of anyone else like him, where you go, yeah, he's probably old. He hasn't played in a while. Blah, blah, blah. It's been blah, too like, long.
0: And also, Jerry was one of those guys on the... Yeah. yeah
1: he was a little no, no, bit no, of that's the, never we're going to
0: stand for the anthem. He was a little bit of toting that line but a like, little further if, than the other owners were.
1: If I was the Ravens and Lamar screws his ankle up real bad and you go like, man, we need to find a run-and-gun wild man quarterback with some arm strength, you know? I mean, I think that's where you take that kind of shot.
0: Yeah, I agree. Or and maybe
1: on somebody else, I guess. I mean, you know, it's, I, but... You know, I don't know and not there's no great candidate now who's like just retired, but, you know, kind of the Brett Favre unretire move. You could drag the old guy out of a, like if Matt Ryan had retired and you go like, get Matt Ryan back out here. Right. We need him. Right. Um, I think that's a possibility. But I mean, if they don't do something and I just don't see them not doing anything. I like think you said they're they're beyond toast. They're They're completely done.
0: I mean, there's no way they're going to do this kind of thing, but I would love for somebody like the Falcons to stand up and go, all right, take our starting quarterback. Give us a first-round pick next year. We'll we'll train Desmond Ritter. We're not going to win this year anyway. Tom Brady's in our division. Marietta's probably the 25th best quarterback in the world, mm-hmm. 29th, somewhere in that department, which is way better than they're going to get otherwise. Yeah. No,
1: I know. It's kind of a weird – I mean, good, yeah, because the Falcons aren't alas, sorry to
0: tell you, the Falcons aren't really
1: going anywhere this year. They're they not they
0: figure. they're not they're not going not only are they not going anywhere, they're if they go somewhere, it's it's the dumbest thing they've done. They've they've <laughs> done everything they can to not go somewhere. They're paying like a like a quarter of their money to Matt Ryan and Julio Jones this year. Yeah, yeah. So they they actually, to their credit, they they're not kicking it all down the road like every four you know next three years they're spending it all this year to eat it and suck on purpose and then be good next year so yeah give them marcus it, Mariota. It, it's Who like cares? a
1: financial tank job it's like a, a
0: more organic
1: right. version where you're going well look if we if we eat all this money like we just can't pay for top-end
0: personnel it's just not possible to be competitive right yeah and Mar- I, mean, I think Mariota is actually he's actually too good at his job for this situation because they, yeah, they really shouldn't be trying to win, and he's gonna win some because he's scrappy and runs the ball, and he's gonna have a few games where you're like, "Holy shit, that guy's not bad." He's gonna have other games where it's like, "What happened?" Um, but that's gonna be way better than a Cooper Rush outcome for the Cowboys. I would, yeah, I would do something like that if I could, if I were them.
1: And I'm just I don't honestly. Know. I've never been quite convinced that Dak is quite as good as everybody thinks he is. You see him sometimes when those power rankings of QB is kind of floating to me a little uncomfortably Mm -hmm. close to the top. I certainly don't think he's in the back half, but I don't think he's so far from the half halfway mark as other people do. Like, I think, I think most people would say that Dak is like, Seven spots or eight spots above Kirk Cousins, and I know I'm a Vikings right. guy. As a Vikings guy, in a certain way, I'm inclined to not like Kirk Cousins for the annoying stuff that he's done. I'm very aware of his annoying habits, but I'm just not convinced that the ultimate outcome of the games, just based on quarterback play, is all that different with Dak and Kirk Cousins.
0: No, I agree. I think they're both in the same neighborhood. I think you you think you nailed it. They're not top five, and they're not bottom half. So they're somewhere between six yeah. and sixteen. And you can fight over where they land in there. It's all kind of perspective. But that's exactly where they both are. Yeah, Yeah, it kind of
1: depends on your scheme. And I I think both of them potentially could be – absolutely both of those guys could win a Super Bowl if they had a a great coach and a really good team. I mean, I I think the Vikings game this week was a great example of Cousins. Um, You know, he he was not mentioned at all, right? He just didn't come up. (laughs) It was like, Dominic Cook barely came up either. But both Cook and Cousins just sort of like – did flawlessly functional football. And it was like, there was the only reason they didn't come up is because they also never did a single thing wrong. Dalvin didn't break off any 70 yard runs, but he just like, I'm just going to chew up seven yards at a run here, six yards at yeah. a run. Cousins right. was, you know, all those like, holy smokes, Justin Jefferson moments. It's like, well, someone threw those to Justin, you see. <laughs> 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 he only got sacked once he, you know, his downside is all the check down stuff, which is so frustrating, it's so annoying. But um, the good thing is, I mean, sometimes there's not much there, and he throws it away, and you're just like, whew, thanks, buddy. You know, like sometimes <laughs> that actually is pretty great, especially if you have a smart – like when you have a smart offensive coach like O'Connell, you go, oh, okay, he'll think of something cool to do on the next play. They're not right. – you know, with Mike Zimmer, it was always just like, well, now they're just going to run it twice. you yeah, know? right. So right. I think <laughs> with having cousins – you know, and Dak both, I think those guys are like very capable, but they're not like ins- inspirational particularly – you know,
0: right? Hey, uh, internet sensation Tom Mabe jumped in to say Steelers. Uh, if you're not following Tom Mabe, give him a follow on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and stuff. He's he's a down home, hilarious, funny dude. He's very interesting. Uh, all right. So, uh, I ask you, oh, two does more he want questions. to have
1: Steelers? Because I did watch the Steelers game as well.
0: The Steelers Just, uh... are they're in transition, but with Mike Tomlin, they're gonna still they're somehow never be... gonna be bad. My he's still going to somehow up, yeah. be good even when you're in transition. That's amazing. they are going to be
1: okay, but the problem is that TJ Watt tit injury is just going to really really <laughs> really sink them. <laughs> DJ's TJ's TT is uh, the thing that the purple nurple heard around the world. He's I mean, that's a, he's so good. And, it looks uh, like
0: Najee's going to be okay. That's the report of the last good. couple but hours. The,
1: the defense was so clearly what was driving that team, and TJ's driving the defense and I I, I, I don't I think that is going to Blunt them a little bit, but like I said, you said, I mean, they're not going to be bad with uh, Mike this coach, he's, he's just crazy awesome. I just it'd yep. be supposed to be nice to be, have that be your team, and every week you turn on, and you're just like, Oh, yeah, that guy's in charge. Oh,
0: the Steelers, yeah, <laughs> all right, I know, right? All right, let me ask you two questions, we'll get out. Um, sure. who uh, who who plays and wins in the Super Bowl? Oh boy, um, you
1: know, I, 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 I it's not an interesting answer, but you go, can Kansas City. I think, especially with the NFC being devoid of any really huge frontrunner, I think you got to go Bills or KC. Um, you know, I, I, I just I think Patrick Mahomes hasn't had the quite as good a year last couple of years as he could have, but just it's, he's going to. I don't think that's a sign of any kind of decline. I think he's kind of due for a, a slightly up year for him. His down years are fantastic. Um, right. I would love to see the Bills win. If the if the Vikings can't win. And the Bengals can't win, because I'm kind of a sn- sneaky sideways Bengals fan now. They're kind of my little AFC side dalliance. <laughs> my man crush? your creepy my, yeah. man
0: crush? Oh, it's
1: very significantly Joe Burrow-based. Uh, but Jamar <laughs> Chase is also awesome. And I love that Burrow, um, even though Chase wasn't supposed to be quite as highly touted, was like, if you get me that guy, we will do cool stuff together. And they listen to him, and then it's exactly what happened. It's really fun to watch them play together. They have such great chemistry.
0: Um, yeah, the I really draft Penny Sewell uh chance sort of died down the last couple of years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it works out better than others. <laughs> but uh but yeah, I, I think it's probably the Bills or the Chiefs. I think it's the AFC. And uh I, I I'm just gonna say Chiefs, but uh I, I suppose if I was if I could pick, I would pick the Bills. That's what I would like to see. Because just, you know, geez, the Bills. And I love that Josh Allen.
0: He's correct. I feel like there's ten teams over there that could wind up in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I don't think I don't see the Rams repeating. It's not that I think they're
1: going to collapse. Um, they had a, they did have a pretty bad game, and they lost some key players. Uh, and but again, the it's, it's Sean McVay. The only downside of the McVay is at this point, every single opposing coach used to work for him. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> so it's like everybody knows the McVay. At one point, everyone's just going to be <clears throat> know and play the McVay scheme
0: eddie Barry says I mean, really. come on down to the jungle baby he's excited about your bengals uh I, no
1: i can say i uh yeah Cincinnati's a so, it, town. so
0: is it the handsomeness or the swagger what is it a, can you put your finger on what's happening how do you mm-hmm.
1: differentiate handsomeness and swagger it's all part of the same oh. package well but i mean
0: he looks great some people his- look great in still photos like pam anderson but you never want to listen to her on a television show or something this yeah. is
1: true so he looks great in still photos right he looks great <laughs> he looks james deansey when he's brooding he never really loses his cool, but he looks intense. I like that. He always seems cool, you know? I like that coolness. But, and he also kind of looks like Kristen Stewart, who's very hot. So uh, I, li- I like all of these things. <laughs> and it's right. fun to watch. I like a comeback. Especially, I think if, you, if you're if you going to have a, a second team, you know, that you're kind of rooting for on the side in any other uh, conference, pick somebody with, like, crazy upswings, fun, you know? Like, I would like the Vikings to be a real stable 11-12 win team and march on to the playoffs. But like with the, I'm watching the Bengals just having fun. I have no skin in the game, so I'm like, fling it, Joey Burrow. Yeah, and five interceptions in an overtime win. Let's do this, you know? Yeah, I mean,
0: that didn't it's put it's a fun. dent in your man crush, right? No, no,
1: fine. no. I have a, I had a great time watching that game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do. That's what you're. Yeah. That's. I
1: had a great time watching the Vikings game, but I could have had a bad time watching the Vikings <laughs> game, and I will at some point inevitably have a bad time this season. It's it happens. Happens to the best of them.
0: All right. My last question for you is a kind of selfish one because I wanted to know the answer myself. Um, Somebody asked me recently, like, how's comedy, you know, lately, like this side of the pandemic-ish? What's your answer to that? How are things out there? How would you you answer that?
1: Well, um, the feature market doesn't exist anymore.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: There's basically no way into headlining now except for being an Internet celebrity because there's no ladder. Uh, To go from MC feature, except for excelling in your hometown club and then getting brought on the road by somebody, which obviously you helped me out with. So I think the business has just really fundamentally changed. There's so many more comics than there used to be. There's fewer comedy clubs. Uh, The whole top down thing is finally starting to slowly come back. But all those big theaters were closed for so long that a lot of those big theater acts dipped down to clubs that they wouldn't normally do. And then that pushed out the bottom 15, 20 people. There's 52 weeks a year. So if you push, you get 20 club, theater people who come to start doing clubs for a year. Then you've got certain, like, Chad, they're having Chad Daniels back every year. He's like, I guess he's a theater guy now. But right, they're having Chad back every year. There's certain killer, killer club comics, you know, uh, that like they're not losing their spot. And so it's tough market wise. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's been fine for me. I've just been doing more, uh, both more local shows and then more headline stuff. But I've been on the road less because I'm not doing as much like, oh, yeah, I'll come down to Des Moines feature for 500 bucks or I'll go, you know, here and there to fill in the weeks because those weeks kind of don't exist anymore.
0: Yeah, it's so weird. I so mean, that's
1: I... what's weird. I feel bad for trying to learn comedy now for right. the, young, the younger people. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. Or the older people who are trying to learn comedy now. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Well, and then the other thing that's happened, I've noticed um, the audiences are really good. I, I mean, I haven't. I don't know. I think people maybe slightly overstate the whole divided country and pandemic thing. Like you hear all this stuff and you go to the comedy club and you tell jokes and people seem to be laughing. People seem to be having fun like they used to. It doesn't. I don't think it feels that different. Um, I know. I, I think if you maybe started talking a lot about Trump specifically at might. I don't do that. Most comics don't almost. No right. one does. Cause I think like, it's not even it's divisive and for a million different vectors. Some people are just like, don't talk about that <laughs> regardless yeah. of how they right. feel. Right.
0: Um,
1: so I, I, think people think that either that or the pandemic has like affected the audience. I, I've not found that I, I found the audiences, you know, mostly about the same. Um, the one thing I've noticed is that open mics, it's really hard to get people to go to open mics because people are yeah. doing less casual stuff, I think. People, and either they got used to staying home, or maybe even I'm playing it a little careful. I don't just go to indoor restaurants
0: every night. You know, right. or
1: sometimes I do, but if I have a patio, I sit on the patio. I don't go to a concert of a band, I kind of don't care about. And so I've noticed around town that you see the, the shows at Acme were great. Um, the shows, you know, at the clubs, the paid shows, even the, the showcases at some of the breweries and stuff are uh, good audiences, full. Everybody's there, huge enthusiasm, but there's almost no open mics outside of a couple of the club mics. that have any audience members.
0: Yeah. That's just interesting. Don't,
1: yeah people aren't casually going out Monday, Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, and Thursday, like they used to. It's more like saving it up, going out Thursday, Friday, Saturday.
0: Right. And I think my crowd is a little, you know, because I've I've got a Bob and Tom audience. So they're classic rock, grown ups, great hardcore radio fans. They're 55, 62, 49. Th- those people are going out less generally in their lives. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Right. There's
1: that trajectory anyway. Now right. talking about mm-hmm. old audiences. So I opened for Al Franken at Acme uh a few weeks. Oh, you know, yeah. Former Senator Al Franken, which was amazing. Um oldest crowd I've ever seen at a comedy club. Right. And I kind of for, you forget that Al Franken's kind of old because he's so sharp and he's been so funny for so long and he's kind of looked the same for a really long time. Yeah, right. He, yeah, right. he seems kind of ageless. You're like, I don't know. He's yeah. a young senior citizen. Well, no, he's in his 70s. He talks about it on stage. What? Oh, I'm he's surprised 70, to hear that. 71, I think he said. Maybe 72. Yeah, um, I guess you so. Never, you never know it. I mean, the guy is he's, he's incredible. But um. The crowd, I, just, I in my mind, it was going to be like a bunch of 40-year-olds. I was like, right. no, it was like a bunch of 70-year-olds.
0: Yeah, they were, yeah.
1: They were cool 70-year-olds. You know? Yeah, right. They they were fun. They were drinking. They were having one drink because, you know, <laughs> their Lipitor doesn't go with the, <laughs> with too, too many brewskis. <clears throat> and uh, there was a lot of canes and crutches on the way down. But, I mean, they, <laughs> there was a, it was a lot of them. It looked like a cotton field when you look out at the audience. You know, That's it was uh, rolling fields of white. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> But, uh, so that was, that was interesting. So cool, so you, you However old you think your audience is, they're relatively whippersnappers. Yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's all relative. All
1: right. Well, anything you want to plug before we run out of here? Uh, oh, I'm going to be at the uh, 10,000 Laughs Comedy Festival. So if people are in the Minneapolis area, the 10,000 Laughs Festival is great. It's in the, I think, the second week of October. Uh, they have a great website that will tell you all about it. I'm hosting every show at the Southern Theater. They're doing a cool thing where they're just parking like a comic from in town at each – like big venue and then you just run every run you host just every show so i think it's like mary Mack, clayton english maybe shane torres i forget exactly the third person is but it's a great lineup and um so that's gonna be a lot of fun um yeah i'm doing that my album i recorded my album this week but i don't have a title uh and i don't have a release date so (laughs) album tbd I'm, i'm thinking january february
0: well, that's and then, great, I'll be,
1: man. And then when, I, when the album comes out, hopefully I'll be going back to Indy and St. Louis and uh, probably Raleigh, maybe Philly, maybe Austin, doing the Helium Circuit to uh, promote the uh, the album. So
0: Nice. Nice. Out and about, I'm, and about. I'm on the road uh, next week. I'm doing Janesville, Waterloo, Ma- Mason City. And then about two weeks after that, I'm doing Chico, California, and a couple of dates in Oregon. Come check me out. Yeah, you're uh, all over lately. I feel like yeah. you're on the road a lot. I'm kind of back to the every 2 weeks I go for a few days. So yeah. i am kind of back to that Brian Regan sort of schedule mm-hmm. of go out every a very every flattering fortnight. comparison.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> only No, in no, schedule. no, I know exactly what you mean. No, it seems like a good amount though. It seems like I'm like, oh man, you seem like you're having a fun you seem like you're having fun and it's Yeah, like you're it's a, a good fun amount of what
0: I'm happy to be back at it. It's still, I mean, for me, numbers-wise, things are down. So I think creatively, I've never been better, and the situations are generally good. But, yeah, I'd say the numbers are down, maybe – from the pre COVID universe, it may be like 70% of what it was. Maybe, you know,
1: numbers are literally down in the country. That might
0: be part of it. I mean, that was like a percentage. Some of my fans, I worked so hard to build are dead. (laughs) Otherwise things are
1: great. Everybody to start doing some setups, you know, eat some vegetables and come (laughs) out to see some comedy shows. (laughs)
0: all right go to monkey knife fight all pro lines is the promo code over there check on the patreon check us out uh we're going to be back in this space every uh monday night at 7 p.m eastern as sort of a warm-up to the monday night game we give you a little break in between we'll try to wrap it up within the hour uh so there'll be a little window before kickoff uh it's good to be back We'll, we'll have some more bells and whistles thank you for putting up with the bare bones version of this my first time without my trusty sidekick and editor and producer and technical he, he did all the things so he's helping me figure it out i don't I'm do on, anything so I'm on, yeah you're doing nothing you write a few jokes i do here's the unfortunate
1: thing is we have very much parallel skill sets yeah that's right <laughs> you know I mean? it's like can you do the
0: other thing no nah, i can't do i'm i i do not know i don't I can't know do I don't do either. either yeah i'll write some jokes about the cowboys yeah okay. I, I wrote some jokes about the cowboys yeah right. we got that covered <laughs> You're great, Brian. Thanks for being on, man. Of course, of course. Anytime. Thanks for listening and watching, everybody. We'll see you next week.